You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Turning Cartwheels, the podcast where we have fun at work and work hard at fun. Here's your host, Jesse Kiefer. Hey everyone, you're listening to episode number one of the Turning Cartwheels podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by Vorpaleros Studios. Vorpaleros is my company that I do all my business under, whether it's creating podcasts, uh, writing blog articles, creating web comics, published books, shooting silly videos that feature awesome puppets, or creating custom commissioned artwork. Vorpaleros Studios is my brand and covers it all. Life's too short to take things so seriously. So if you have a silly idea and it's just too good to pass up, I'd love to hear about it and potentially help you to make it a reality. Vorpaleros Studios can be found on the web at vorpalero.com or you can find my page on Facebook by searching out Vorpaleros Studios. Welcome to our first episode. I'm super excited to launch this series. It's the result of a lot of thought and planning, and I really think you're going to enjoy it. This episode is kind of a primer for what I hope to deliver in the podcast and what I think you can expect from it in the weeks and months ahead. Also, in the later half of the show, we'll take a look at our first segment called Arriving in Airplane Mode. So let's get started. So the first question you might ask yourself about this show is, uh, what's this podcast actually about? And why is it called Turning Cartwheels if it's not a gymnastics podcast? The Turning Cartwheels podcast, at its simplest, is about staying positive and enjoying your life. But we're such a self-help society anymore that if you're like me, you're probably sick of hearing the same old buzzwords being fed to you from every which way about how you should live your life. So my focus is on fun. Now, fun is a word that gets so overused that it takes on an almost nebulous meaning. It's used to mean so many things that it's almost meaningless. That blouse is really fun. I really had fun. No, honestly, it, it was all meant in fun. You really shouldn't make fun of that. Do you see what I mean? I mean, it's barely descriptive at this point, and it really doesn't help us paint a picture of how people actually feel anymore. In fact, I did a Google search for fun, and guess what? Actually, defining fun came in third on a Google search about fun, because there's a rock band named Fun, and they've got the first two Google results. They're all locked down. For the purpose of this podcast, fun is defined as an activity or practice that we engage in for enjoyment. Okay, so this podcast is about fun, except I don't know about all of you, but I work like all the time. I mean, at least it feels like I do. And I'm not going to lie to you and say that my job is miserable because it's not. My job's actually very rewarding. And I'll come back to what I actually do later. But most of my day is wrapped up in my job. So if I don't give myself permission to enjoy it 
at least a little bit, I could spend most of my day not enjoying my day. To make matters worse, in the United States, we've seen some really strange economic times, at least in the last several years. So lots of companies in all sorts of fields have been tightening their purse strings and started to make do with less staffing, which they're getting used to. So they're actually making more money as the economy gets better and not changing their staffing, leaving employees stretched really thin. So more and more, people are getting home from work and they just feel tapped out. So if they're not enjoying their day and they're expending all of their energy just to get through it, that starts to create an awful lot of negativity that just starts to continually loop in on itself and makes for some really scary mental health issues that are just waiting to happen. Okay, so enough mystery. What exactly is it that I do? My job is that I teach art to elementary age children. So at this point, you might be thinking, um, Kiefer? That actually sounds pretty fun. That doesn't sound like a terrible job at all. And if you're thinking that, well, you're right. I have a great job. I have the job that I was actually looking for when I went off to college. I get to spend my day exploring my favorite subject with some of the most creative beings on our planet, human children ages 6 to 11. But even having a job as awesome as mine, that loop of negativity is still a real possibility if I let it be. Let me fill in the blanks. I teach art for grades kindergarten through fourth grade, so that's a lot of different age groups and a lot of variation in skill levels. Also, I do this at more than one building. I teach two full schools worth of children. Plus, I teach high needs special education students at an additional two buildings. There's one day in my week where I drive to all four different buildings and teach supervised students or generally prep lessons at each site. Starting to sound a little less fun, one of those buildings I teach in a cafeteria. Two of those buildings, I get to work out of an art room. And one of them, my quote-unquote home building, I don't have a room at all. I office out of a supply closet, and I push a cart from room to room with all my supplies on it. Hence the name of this podcast, because I literally am turning cartwheels in my day job. And it's hard work. But I also get to witness the absolute magic of children who are given time for creativity. And by the time I roll in, let me tell you, they are practically crackling live wires of raw kinetic and creative energy. So I have to have fun at work because those young minds deserve to have a teacher that loves what they do. And those young minds will respond better to a teacher who enjoys teaching them. And that teacher will better enjoy his students if they are responding well to the process of learning. See how we battle that loop of negativity? With a loop of fun. A loop of positivity. But I don't spend my whole life at work, and I hope you don't either. And one of the activities that I do for fun and to stay physically fit is practicing martial arts. As of this recording, I'm actually celebrating my 22nd year in the martial arts. And just the other day, I did a cartwheel in the dojo. So I'm literally turning cartwheels also just for fun. Martial arts are fun, but they take a lot of practice. Some folks play musical instrument for fun, and that takes 
time, skill, practice. Some folks play sports. Some go rock climbing. Some go hunting or fishing. All these quote-unquote hobbies that are taken up just for fun or enjoyment or stress relief, they take a fair amount of investment in time, money, skill, energy, you name it. In short, it's work. Work and fun are not mutually exclusive. So in this podcast, we'll talk about staying positive in the workplace and working at the things that we do just for fun. I'll talk about the awesome things I see and do in my job, and we'll talk to other people who work at enjoyment and also find ways to enjoy their work. And we're doing this because even when things get bad at work, it's okay to have fun. In fact, it's maybe the most important thing we can do in our day. Because if work is most of our day, we shouldn't spend most of our day not enjoying our day. After the break, we're going to talk a little bit about how I've been quote-unquote arriving in airplane mode and what that even means. In the future, roving bands of comic book podcasts will savage the wasteland, once known as the Internet. One podcast, the Grawlix Podcast, may not be the biggest, may not be the funniest, may not be the most well-spoken. Wait, what was my point again? Oh yes, the Grawlix Podcast. Listen to it at GrawlixPodcast.com. That's G-R-A-W-L-I-X Podcast.com. Welcome to our first installment of Arriving in Airplane Mode. If you've flown in this modern age, then you probably know what airplane mode is. Now, as a Transformers fan from the 80s, when I think of airplane mode, I think of Starscream transforming into a McDonnell Douglas F-15 Eagle. Hey, did I mention that I'm a big geek who also co-hosts an awesome show called The Grolix Podcast about comics and nerdy stuff? Because I am. But my rampant daydreaming aside, airplane mode is that state that you can put your electronic devices in where it no longer puts out or receives a phone signal or a data signal. Anymore, I use airplane mode more on the ground than I ever have on a plane. In fact, every day I use airplane mode because I've started a mindfulness meditation practice as part of my morning routine. I use a popular app for this on my phone and, well, nothing snaps you out of a good bout of meditation like a Super Mario jump effect or a Facebook messenger ping sound effect. So airplane mode during meditation is pretty much a must. I really enjoy the little 20 minute break in my morning where I can put my phone into airplane mode and forget about the race of getting ready for work. I've also come to dread that moment where I have to come back to the real world and shut off airplane mode. It's really like being up in an airplane. When I'm up in the air, I don't have to worry about or respond to all the long-distance demands of our tech-heavy, distraction-heavy society. While I'm up in a plane, when we're leveling off just above the clouds, I don't have to be notified or reminded or alerted about anything. And there's a certain kind of bliss in that. But when we land and turn that mode off, you almost have to brace yourself for a whiplash of backlogged notifications. It can be very tempting in my day to just quote-unquote forget my phone in my car, wink. Eventually, we've got to come back down to earth. You'd be surprised of just how much clarity you can receive from just powering that thing down for 10 to 20 minutes a day. 
I've done meditation in the past, but I've never done it with any kind of regularity. As a, as a younger person, I had more free time, and so I just kind of found myself doing it whenever a, a good moment presented itself. But as I've gotten older, my schedule got much more frantic, and I started to realize that if I wanted to do this, I was going to have to build it into my morning. And it's not as easy as I thought it would be. This is a pretty new development. As of this recording, I've only been doing it for about 90 days or so, and so it's still a pretty new part of my life. And I stumble. I get distracted. And I've had days where I'm so overwhelmed that I have to meditate in several small bursts throughout the day just so that I can get through it. Well, that's what this arriving in airplane mode segment is all about. I might tell you some brilliant insight that I've had while meditating. Or I might tell you a story about how the practice is really improving my state of mind. But more than likely, it's going to be less inspirational, uh, more anecdotal, and it might just wind up being a story about my dogs. Today I want to tell you about how my routine, as awesomely zen as it usually is, didn't go so well. But how the takeaway that I was left with was super important and really saved an otherwise rapidly deteriorating morning. Speaking of my dogs, did you see that one coming? My wife and I have two, uh, and we adore them. They're both mixed breed rescue dogs, which we've had since they were puppies or at least really young. They are now each over 10 years old, and they're starting to show the signs of their age. They putter around the house, they get up a little slower than they used to, but today's story involves Torix. Torix is a Border Collie mix, which if you know about Border Collies, then you probably know they're great for herding. They make great ranching dogs. He is constantly up to something. So he still manages to keep my life very interesting. Every morning I get up at precisely 6.30 a.m. at the latest. I know this because even if my alarm doesn't go off, Torix starts communicating to me in not-so-subtle fashion that it is, in fact, 6.30. And that is when he gets up, gets fed, goes outside, comes in, drinks out of his bowl, and then he can lay back down. But not until each and every one of those things is checked off of his list in pretty much that order. We've got an average size backyard that they can run around in, but we have two areas that we fence off from them. One is our garden, and the other is a nice little flower garden under our oak tree. The fact that those are the only two areas that are restricted means that those are pretty much the only two areas that he wants to be in. The garden is pretty much Torx-proof. The only way he gets in there is if we leave the gate open. The area under the tree, however, is not as Torx-proof, and he knows it. We have a less permanent fencing around that area, so he knows that if he works at the edges enough, he can get in. The reason we fence him out of there is that there's some vegetation in there that's not necessarily poisonous to him, but if he eats enough of it, it does tend to make him sick. So while I'm getting the dogs through their morning routine, I also start mine. I feed the dogs while the coffee is brewing and while my oatmeal cooks. And then I let the dogs out and let the oatmeal cool for a while. When the dogs come in, I write in a journal and I drink my coffee. And then I go into airplane mode for a 
about 20 minutes of meditation. On a normal morning, Torix likes to either bed down and cuddle with my wife, or more often, his favorite spot is right next to me by the window, and he'll curl up and lay next to me while I meditate. This morning, Torx started by problem-solving his way under the tree, and I thought I got him out of there pretty quick. So we came in, and after coffee and a quick journal writing session, I was ready to go into airplane mode, do my meditation. I found out about halfway through that Torx had eaten enough to make himself sick, and he got up, went into the middle of the room, and proceeded to vomit right in the middle of the carpet. A puking dog will take you out of meditation very quickly, let me tell you. So now, my meditation is over. I'm cleaning up puke and racing out the door because I have frost to clear off of my windshield before I can head to work. In all of that madness, I walk right past my breakfast, so I'm caffeinated on an empty stomach and without my usual level of mindfulness. And so now I'm thinking nonstop about how my day is pretty much shot. This day is supposed to be the beacon of light before a super jam-packed weekend. And it's ruined before it's even started. Except it wasn't. Because the lesson that I was meditating on and the writing prompt that I journaled on were about not forcing things to conform to your inflated and sometimes unrealistic expectations. Once I realized that that's exactly what I was trying to do, was trying to force this whole day into something it wasn't, it became clear that I actually had this perfect example of the day's lesson that I could practice the very mindset I'd been pondering. I was able to notice how my expectations didn't involve a smart and sneaky dog. My expectations didn't include a sick dog. But all that meant is I can't control everything. So I should stop trying to. I knew that I needed to get to work, to do my job, and respond to the day that I actually had instead of the day I thought I should be having. You know what? Despite what I considered to be a false start, the day really turned around. Someone tagged me on Facebook and posted that their daughter was a former student of mine and that I was a big reason that she discovered her love of art. I managed to be more productive at my job and actually worked ahead on my lesson plans so they'd be ready well in advance. And as a result, I didn't have to stay late or work on finishing anything. I didn't leave anything unfinished. So even though I didn't get my deep meditation and everything seemed to be going wrong, it wasn't for nothing. I was able to see how my resistance was the only thing really holding me back. If I hadn't stopped and noticed what I was doing, I would have likely continued on a path of complaining and grumbling and surliness. It's funny what dog vomit can teach you in a morning gone wrong. While I don't recommend introducing a sick dog into uh, your morning routine, I do recommend just stopping to notice and ask yourself, how is my day going? And if it's not going well, is it actually because bad things are happening to me? Or is it because of how I'm reacting to those bad things? I think if you can answer that question, maybe you'll see an opportunity to salvage a day and bring a little fun back into it. Or at least a little peace of mind. On behalf of Turning Cartwheels Airlines and the entire crew, I'd like to thank you for joining us on this trip. And we're looking forward to seeing you on board again in the near future. Before we wrap up this inaugural episode, I want to just briefly tell you about some of the fun things that we have planned. Today, it's just me, but in the future, I have some great interviews planned. So it's not always going to be me talking to the microphone. 
We also have some other segments planned. Some of them will be regular installments and others will show up from time to time. As of this recording, if you're hearing this episode right after it gets posted, we're doing a soft launch through the website at cartwheelspodcast.com and you can subscribe to the show directly from the website using the RSS feed or in 2016 we're going to be doing a full-blown launch on iTunes and at that point you'll be able to subscribe using iTunes or Stitcher. Now if you enjoy the show please consider giving us a high rating or review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews are something that you can do for free that really do make a huge impact. So thank you for even considering it. They really help shows to get noticed, especially when they're brand new shows like this one is. Now, here's what I really want to tell you about. In this podcast, I'm going to be telling you all sorts of things about me and how I get through a week. But what I really want to know is how you get through a week. And there's a lot of ways you can tell me. You can shoot me an email at cartwheelspodcast at gmail.com where you can write to me and tell me how you keep your job interesting and fun or you can tell me about the work that goes into your fun if you do i'll read and respond to it on the air or if you want you can get in on this sweet sweet podcasting action and you can use that same email to send me a short mp3 clip if you do please just keep it under two minutes or If you don't have the means to record an MP3, you can even call in to my Google voicemail, which is 402-512-1868, and you can leave me a voice message. There's so many ways that you can contact the show, and I'm super excited to hear from you. So please, give me a shout. That's going to do it for this episode of the Turning Cartwheels podcast. I've been your host, Jesse Kiefer, and I want to thank you for listening. Until next time, have fun, or at least work towards it. The Turning Cartwheels podcast is produced by Vorpal Arrow Studios and is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License. For this episode's show notes or to hear more, you can visit cartwheelspodcast.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash cartwheelspodcast. 